Come with me and you'll be in a world of cinematic adventures. Welcome back to Cinematic Adventures. I'm still Jackie. I'm still casually Sean. Casually. Casually. Always. <laughs> yeah. You wanted to talk Logan. Yes. So um, I, I honestly, Jackie, I, I wanted to, to give you a little bit of a reprieve because you, you were talking about how you had to record a whole bunch of different episodes and I get it. And there's a little, little pre-pro behind the scenes stuff. And I'm like, oh man, I really want to do Rise of the Silver Surfer, but I'll give you a reprieve <laughs> and give you Logan. <laughs> so I'm a gracious God. You know, so oh my goodness. Okay, first of all, I'm gonna need you to stop talking to Doug daily, just like back up off of him a little bit, please. I can't, I send him daily pictures of my puppies. I can't. If you guys are starting to bleed into one person and it's like Mecca host or some shit, I don't, I can't handle it. We're like Voltron, we're, we're, we're two different tigers, we're gonna turn into just one big ultimate, uh stinker for a podcast <laughs> with two you would just be the legs you wouldn't even form the body yet <laughs> no see you're an essential part though you're like the torso that we connect and then that you are the torso because without you we would have never known each other so this is really all your fault i mean really i hate it here <laughs> <sighs> so logan logan based uh, on Fox Universe's ability to attempt Old Man Logan. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay. So I I think they did the best they could with how they... Actually, hold on. I want to back up here and just kind of talk about real quick Mm -hmm. how Fox needs to take away powers of super, super powered heroes to get an interesting story. Because right before this one, we got... What was it called? Um, The Wolverine? Mm-hmm. Uh, where he's in Japan um, yes. and they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get really down to earth of, of who he is. And they took his powers away within like the first five seconds. Cause then they're like, oh, now he's human. So now like now, now we can have, you know, character progression. And I'm mm-hmm. like, guys, just crack open a, a comic book. Like he has his powers <laughs> like 99% of the time and he has character progression. It's okay. You know? I can't remember. I I am not the biggest nerd. I haven't read every comic, mm-hmm. but I genuinely don't remember a comic wherein Wolverine loses all of his powers. Mm-hmm. Like, because his his mutant ability is his healing power, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't remember him losing his healing power. I've seen it be test to its limits. Yes. Like I remember when they like bombarded him with diseases just to come up with the cure. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I, mean, I don't remember him like flat out having no powers after becoming Wolverine. I've done. I remember flashbacks to before he got his powers. Yeah, yeah, but I don't remember like him losing them. There's, there's a couple. There's a couple where he's lost. And to be honest, like the reason why you don't even remember him is because they're not even all that interesting to read. Because it's like, okay, like are you gonna kill Wolverine? Yeah, right. You're not gonna kill Wolverine. He's your biggest grossing character in the marvel comic universe you're not gonna do it well they have um, killed him they've killed him they like have. a couple times they have they have but it's kind of like the death of superman you know it's like mm, yeah really <laughs> you gonna stick to your guns on that one you sure <laughs> but he very much is because like with wolverine like killing wolverine 
is on par with killing either Batman or Superman. I would say killing Wolverine is on par with killing Batman and killing mm-hmm. Spider-Man is on par with killing Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Which they, they've done. They've done both. They've killed. I mean, honestly, like it's Marvel. They've killed everybody, but yeah, they but they always come back. back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's but, always like some other world situation or like it's in a different universe or dimension or exactly. like somebody was dreaming or somebody undoes it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Exactly. And it's it's just one of those things that's like with Fox, it's like, OK, guys, like give him his powers. That's part of who he is. Like, don't take him away, you know, and that's that's the one hard part with with the Fox franchises it's like we can't make them relatable unless if we take apart the thing that makes them them (laughs) like Uh um so i mean logan's a little bit different you know um logan is he's he's still got his powers he's just old which i actually i kind of liked their their explanation where it's like his animantium's essentially poisoning him you know it's like what made him this indestructible soldier is also what's making him so frail all at the same time. Yeah. So basically, ever since the adamantium was fused to his skull, it's been poisoning him, but his healing factor is just rapidly healing him. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, the reason why that doesn't work as an explanation <laughs> is because <laughs> there have been times when he's had a hole blown in his stomach or like his head blown off, shit like that. And if his healing factor is working overtime just to prevent the adamantium poisoning, mm-hmm. then his healing factor should have been overloaded by all the millions of times he's eaten lead. Yeah. Or like when Magneto, that was a separate, that's in the comics. Never mind. Because <laughs> I was going to bring up like when Magneto just stripped the adamantium right from him. Yeah. Yeah. It, Which was well, just brutal but yeah i mean it, it with with the comics it really depends on who's writing wolverine like i mean he's yes. literally been in instances where he's been blown to an atom and since he had one atom left that atom like, reproduced yeah yeah exactly and it's but then there's also some where it's like i mean he does have limitations it just depends on who's writing him but my point is though is that like fox in general like anybody other than marvel themselves making the the movies they're so afraid to get comic book on on the audience, which it's like, guys, yes. this is a comic book movie. Don't be afraid of it. Lean into it. They're going to love it. You know, it's like okay. I, I would say in this instance, in this particular mm-hmm. instance, the comic that they are attempting to replicate mm-hmm. since they have a history of not going comic, you can't go all out on this one and have like Hulklings like killing people yeah. and raping people like yeah that's a bit much to jump in on, on like to start us out with so i feel like omitting that kind of situation like that's probably a good idea yeah <laughs> yeah well and i agree like with with some of the yeah where it's like the hulklings are just just inbred monstrosities on on a desolate planet so i mean i get it yes. like they had to tone it down for one the ips that they had you know um, true. they didn't have the which yeah. which is actually like kind of funny because marvel has had to pivot around the things they don't own for so long mm-hmm. that oh, now that like fox is on that on that foot at least with this movie it's like ooh, we don't have the ip that we're actually trying to to get this all from you know it's like they brought in caliban 
it's a 90s comic book character from X-Force. And he doesn't even look like the Caliban in the comics. But it's like, they really had to stretch to like get somebody from the Marvel Universe. They're like, yeah, we'll pick him. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, and that's, see, that's kind of my point. That, like, the MCU, they didn't have Spider-Man, can't say mutant. And they basically got loaned Hulk for like mm-hmm. one movie and then they can use him. They have the rights to him in team ups, but not solo movies anymore. Yeah. And so they were like, OK, we'll just make Captain America and Iron Man big ones. Mm-hmm. Some people like Thor, right? There you go. And I yeah. feel like they did a much better job with those characters that they have, like the characters they do have. And then when it came to team ups, perfect example, Civil War, mm-hmm. the Civil War is the first example of because with the Avengers, when they did the first Avengers, they had almost a full team from the comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But when they did Civil War, that's when it's like, OK, you don't have X-Men. Mm. How are you going to do this? You know, yeah. and they still like like you said, they went to the comic books and they were like, OK, we're just going to take the theme and mm. we're going to use the characters that we can in that way. So because they originally wrote it without knowing they could get Spider-Man, they were like, Black Widow is going to be the one to like Black Widow and, and Black Panther are going to yeah. be the take the Spider-Man role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're going to be the ones to start out on Tony's side and then switch over to Steve. Yeah. And then they got Spider-Man and they didn't disrupt everything and go, okay, rewrite everything. They were like, no, we're just going to write these two scenes and throw them in there. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That was it. (laughs) But they kept the story like pretty much the same. And I feel like that's something that Fox Marvel was never good at because they really have no excuse. Disney had to take what little roster they had and like, yeah, year by year, they were getting more and more, you know, getting access to more and more characters. Mm -hmm. But when it came to Civil War, they still had very few characters and yet they made it work and they still made it feel like it was this epic event like it was in the, you know, in, in the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Fox Marvel, they have mutants. And yeah. for people who don't understand what that means, there are so many until House of M, there are literally so many mutants. Whatever characters you don't have, like if you don't have a Captain America who fucking cares? You can take yeah. any mutant because like there are at any given time, there's any mutant is stronger than Captain America or Black Widow. Exactly. So you don't really need them. You can pull from the existing roster of literally thousands of mutants mm-hmm. and just create, you know, recreate the scene. So it's like you don't have the Hulk. OK, find somebody else like because um, Fox had the rights to the Fantastic Four, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. They you did. don't have yeah. the Hulk. You've been grim. Yeah. Exactly. Like they had so many like they have no excuse because they have way more substitute characters that they can just place in. And they like I feel like every single time they did an X-Men movie, they were like, "Okay, here are the 20 people that you can use as a roster Mm -hmm. out of like all of the mutants that there are. They were like, here are 20. Which five do you want to use? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing, which it, it always baffled me with with Fox, because you're right. Like before House of M. It was canon that pretty much like it was neck and neck. That's why mutants were so persecuted because they were starting to outnumber regular humans because they were literally just popping up like we the human race was evolving to a mutant race. Mm -hmm. So like that's where the tensions were. And it's like and yeah, before House of M, like literally if they needed somebody with some certain power, 
boom, there was a mutant for it. You know, yep. uh, we, we need someone that, that can control lava. Okay. Their name's magma. Here you go. Like, oh, okay. You know, it's like, and it's, and it's they have with, with that in your, in your roster, you know, with that in mm-hmm. your playbook, I feel like they refuse to use it. Yeah. Like you said, they could just go back to the comics. Like, just go to the actual comic. Read the source material, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Read the source material, and you will find that whatever job you needed the original characters to do, keep reading. I guarantee you, you'll find somebody who can do that thing. Like, you need Iron Man. Okay, Iron Man is really nothing more than a mechanized suit. So mm-hmm. find a character that can fly. Yeah. Exactly. You're done. Like, you, there yeah. you go. You know? <laughs> Well, it, well, it's like it's kind of like if I were to buy like a car company and focus solely on the steering wheel. It's like, yeah, yes. but the steering wheel is great, right? The steering wheel is yeah. super awesome. It's super comfortable. Ten and two, ten and two. It's like <laughs> you've got a whole car you got to work with. Like, please just work on everything. But, exactly. I think I that's mean, the biggest failing of well, not the it's it's probably the second. The second biggest failing of Fox Marvel is that they didn't utilize their full roster that they had access to. Yeah. Yeah. Their first failing is just the writing. I think I think also too, like one thing that I was a little bit disappointed in is that okay, so Logan, I actually I love Logan. I love that that's really the, the only Fox Marvel Fox movie that like I'll watch at any time. I I, I just love how it's almost like a like a western. Fox just has a refusal to to really dig into their characters. Like they don't yes. They don't use them, they utilize them. And the one thing, okay, so this is this is what I was getting at was the one thing I was really disappointed in was we didn't even get a flashback scene or anything of Logan actually using his uniform, his straight up Wolverine uniform, which like the the movie before we they teased it, they put it in a suitcase all prettied up. Yep, but he I never, never wore it. it. Oh, you never did. Do you watch uh do you watch WandaVision? Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so you have to love the Halloween episode when literally everyone was in their comic accurate costumes. Yes. Yes. I love it. They couldn't have given us that, like a Halloween where he dressed up as Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't have. Or it's like they couldn't cause cause in the movie Logan, like he talks about how it's like everything was exaggerated. It wasn't really how it was, and it's like you couldn't have given us just one scene where he's all like, this suit looks ridiculous, you know, or whatever. But I feel like the reason is because the costumed Wolverine is only five foot two. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Hugh Jackman is, is six tall. foot, a, a six foot, a million and just. Six, yeah. Six <clears throat> foot 17. Yeah. Yeah. He's. <laughs> Uh, he's Hugh Jackman for sure. Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, it's just, it's disappointing just because it's like Fox treated it like a profit machine. Whereas you can tell with every Marvel movie that's ever come out, even, even the bad ones, they love it. You know, they, they come at it with a space of love, you know? Yes. And Logan was the closest that they got to that. Cause like I think Iron Fist. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, we're we're not talking about that because that never happened, Jackie. Um, <laughs> no, no, there was that other show that never happened. Yeah, yeah, that that too. Um, it's that director. It was the same director, right? Um, that I don't did... know. I don't want to look it up because I don't want to have flashbacks. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, but <laughs> seriously, we'll that was I'm the right. worst show ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But I, it, that's the thing, though, is it's like I think it's. 
uh, Logan was the the closest to a love letter as as a sending off because X twenty three was amazing. I think that girl nailed it. Even though in the comics X twenty three comes into the scene as a teenage girl, like, mm-hmm. um, and it's a coming of age story with her in that regard. But I like the fact that she was this feral little girl that didn't speak any English and was just all claws and all bite and all just ferocity. I I love that. She, um, I feel like she was more Wolverine than Wolverine has ever been in the X-Men movies. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like she's this short little ball of fury, yes. <laughs> like, which is what Wolverine was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I did. I really liked the idea of professor Xavier having a debilitative, debilitative, whatever, however you say that word, uh, brain disorder. I really liked that. I'm like, that's a really interesting take. Like what happens when one of the most powerful mutants who uses his mind starts failing, you know, how that's really interesting. He has a seizure and then just kills everybody. And I actually think that was a really good take on it where it's like, there's no X-Men anymore because he's the one who killed all of them because he had a seizure. Well, the only no, one left. He, okay. Yeah. He killed the X-Men, but that's not the reason mm-hmm. why there's no mutants in that story. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm going to disagree with you on that. Okay. Okay. Because I actually prefer the comic book version as to why there are no mutants anymore. No, why there are no um, X-Men anymore. And and what's that? Remind me. From, um, from old man Logan, he, Logan killed them. That's oh, why that's he refused right. to pop his claws because that's he was right. under someone's spell and he killed, he thought he was fighting enemies and he was fighting all of the X-Men and he literally killed all of them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I feel like that's a better, that's a better way to start the story to mm-hmm. why he's so down and why he like, he was so down and dejected and refused to pop his claws. It wasn't. So in this story they made it so he couldn't. Like he couldn't fully pop his claws because of the adamantium poisoning. Whereas an old man, he was perfectly fit and sound. He just, he was just beaten mentally because of what he had done. And after he saw what he had done, he refused to pop his claws ever again. I, I would agree that that was, that was a more interesting take in the comics. But I think the reason why they didn't go that route is because they never really had that that continuation story arc of Wolverine really becoming part of the X-Men. I mean, in the comics, he was always the outcast. He was always the outlier. Right. And I mean, over the years and years of comics, he ended up bleeding the X-Men at times, you know, and it's like, he was the, at, at a lot of times the father figure. So that's why him turning on the X-Men in the comics was such an impactful thing because he finally got a family and he was the one that killed it. Whereas with the movie professor Xavier, that was his family and Logan was still there, but they never had that, that cathartic moment where like Wolverine was like, you know what? This is my family. They never really had that in Fox X-Men series. Like they kind of did. They realized, okay, Wolverine's more popular. So we're going to put him as the front man, but it wasn't really anything other than that. Like Fox just recognizing, oh, he's popular, make him the leader of the X-Men. It wasn't, okay, they need me and I'm the only one here to do it like they do in the comics, you know? Right. Um, So basically you also agreed with my point that I made earlier that the biggest problem with Fox Marvel is their writing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) They didn't write him properly. They never fully integrated him into the team, which he was, Mm -hmm. I mean, he did have his own comic book, 
but he always went back to the X Men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like his, he just kind of had his own little side adventures. But mm-hmm. half the time, his side adventures were like writing the wrongs so that he could get back, mm-hmm. or like solving something on his own because he didn't want to endanger the rest of the team or something like that. Exactly. Whereas exactly. you know, like, but from our perspective, he was already like, even though he was. A rough asshole. He was their rough asshole. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like, I feel like in the X-Men, they, they kind of did it in the first movie, but then like in every movie, they pretty much undid it so that they could do it again. Like you exactly. said, they didn't want to give him a different character arc. They just wanted to do the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Which I mean, and that's the thing too. That's the one thing that I will kind of forgive Fox for is the first movie. I'll forgive them because really it was, Really, the first, I think that one came out before Spider Man did in the in the theaters. I think X Men was the first one. So, like the first X Men movie, they were just trying to figure it out. They're like, "Okay, this is a comic book movie. We haven't had one since like really succeed since Christopher Reeves Superman. You know, like how are we gonna do this? It's the '90s. We got to be edgy. Like, how are we gonna do this? You know, so." A lot of the things that I have, you know, problems with, like, I don't know, Sabretooth dying and then coming back as a completely different character in person. Uh, like, <laughs> I'll forgive it. I'll forgive it. You know, like Deadpool. They, yeah. Like a dead. Well, Deadpool. No. Yeah. Um, yeah forgive that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, they don't even forgive that. They killed it. But they literally um, killed it. <laughs> yeah. So, but but I mean, the first X Men. It's like okay, they're figuring it out. They're trying to figure out. Without the first X Men movie, I don't think that we would have ever gotten a Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, like because they did learn from X Men's I- and Spider Man's mistakes. You know, I agree with you. Just because. Well, okay. I wouldn't necessarily say without the first X-Men. I would definitely say that about Spider-Man, though, mm-hmm. because Kevin Feige was literally a producer on the Spider-Man films. Yeah. Yeah. It's like where he cut his teeth. Mm-hmm. So and he learned how to take care of the characters that way. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like what he did, he was like the best the best case scenario, because I feel like what he did was he was like, oh, OK, so this is everything you did right in the Spider-Man movies. And this is everything you did wrong. Vo- avoid that stuff. OK, so I'm going to take the other Marvel properties and I'm going to do only the things you did right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's what he did. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. And I would agree. And it's just it's hard to like really, really judge them on on building a whole universe around it because they didn't know if it was going to work at the beginning. So I really honestly like how I how I think of the Fox Marvel universe is you've got the three X-Men movies and then you've got literally everything else. Like I kind of separate <laughs> them and yes, they have like, Wolverine. Okay, but what are the three X-Men movies? Because there are like nine of them or some shit. I don't even know. Uh, well, no, like like X, X-Men 1, X-Men 2, and then X-Men 3. Like those okay. three. Um, so you don't even count X-Men First Class? I do, but they're their own thing. Like they rebooted it with First Class, but then they brought it back with Days of Future Past. And I was like, why are you guys doing this? Yeah, I was going like, to say, like they like, just, like even Deadpool was like, which universe is this? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and honestly, keep it coming. with Days of Future Past, everyone loved Days of Future Past. I literally remember when I was done with that movie, um, I texted my friend who is, he's a complete Fox X-Men, like diehard fan. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, what did they just do? And he's like, are you kidding me? You don't get it. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like they should have. Cause first class was really good. 
first class, I was like, oh my God, like they're putting, they're making the X-Men. Like, I feel like they should have just right. stuck with using first class as a reboot. And exactly. Just started that's from what, there. That's, that's what I'm saying. I was like, they, they should have just left it be. Like, I get it. Days yeah. of Future Past is a great, it's a great, um, comic book to to even pull from but i'm like don't pull that like that's literally your second movie is a whole like convergence in like this universe that universe i'm like no don't do that it's the whole trying to catch up with marvel thing and i, I couldn't stand it it's like guys like just start so off with thing, first class the yeah. thing that i didn't like about that situation mm-hmm. about days of future past mm-hmm. is and it's just maybe it's because i'm a purist mm-hmm. one of those those purity tests but I can't stand the way Fox was like, oh, Jennifer Lawrence is popular. She's going to be in every X-Men movie. Yeah. Whether we need her or not. Mystique is now good because we can't have the most popular character, like the second most popular character, be a bad guy. Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going to be in here even if he doesn't need to be like what? No, stop that. Wolverine mm-hmm. is not the one who went back in Days of Future Past. It was Kitty Pride. Yeah. And I feel like. Like, again, it's that same thing. It's the writing is messed up mainly so that they can showcase the like the stars that they have on board. Mm-hmm. And I actually disagree with you again on one point because you were like, they didn't know if it was going to be popular. If they didn't think it was going to be popular, they wouldn't have put so many stars in X-Men. Yeah. Because remember, true. at the time, Halle Berry was huge. Hugh yeah. Jackman was actually coming up like the X-Men movies made Hugh Jackman. But like Patrick Stewart, Halle Berry Ian McKellen, all these people like. It was filled with, at the time, A and B list stars. Yeah, and I don't think true. they would have loaded it with that many people had they thought like this could fail. And mm-hmm. on top of that, look at who they chose as a director. He's just come off of Reservoir Dogs, yeah, which was a huge success. So I yeah. feel like they were putting all their eggs in that basket. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I I will agree with that just because, you know, time. I'm like, Halle Berry is a big, she's not even like a, She's not she's not on any list anymore. But yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, like, but she's like 55. Day. So <laughs> like this back was day, 20 though, years yeah. ago yeah. <laughs> when she was in the prime of her career, had just won an Oscar. Yeah. So yeah, it's very true. Yeah. But <clears throat> I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing is it's like they just tried to make everything work and it just doesn't because then it's also like, OK, Days of Future Past happened. So like, does X Men three? I can't even remember. Honestly, it hurts my brain. I don't even want to think about that movie because <laughs> it's like it doesn't even it it doesn't make sense. I feel like they just they rushed it. They just didn't. You're right. The writing. That's the thing is that they didn't have care in the writing. It's like yes. oh, like Days of Future Past. It's like okay, well let's let's read the cliff notes of that that comic book and then we'll just run it we'll just go for it you know honestly Um, you know what i feel like if they had just done a live action version of the 90s cartoon mm -hmm. it probably would have been better (laughs) oh yeah absolutely i I just need like the sentinels to show up as a threat and realize that you can't beat them and Mm -hmm. then you go back and you know you have kitty pride go back and I feel like that would have been just a much better film. But the reason why they couldn't do that is because there's no mystique in that. Mm-hmm. Wolverine makes essentially a cameo. Yeah. And Hugh Jackman and Jennifer Lawrence are their big stars. So they've got to be front and center. Like if one of those two isn't in the shot, then it's got to be Professor X or Magneto. 
Like honestly, every frame has to have one of those four. And that's the story suffer for it because the stories are about the team, not those four characters. I feel like what they should have done, they shouldn't have done days of future past. They should have done giant sized X-Men, you know, the one that actually brings in like the X-Men that we know today. So like the first Mm -hmm. X-Men was beast being not blue, uh, (laughs) angel, Uh, Iceman who literally looked like a snowman, Jean Grey and Cyclops. And that's that's really it. And that was first class, which honestly, the lineup that they had with first class, I actually really liked it because I was like, oh, you've got your B strain. You know what I mean? And you, mm-hmm. you guys are developing all of them. And then it's like the second movie should have been they all died. Like Magneto did everything. They, uh, they, they all died just like they did in Days of Future Past. But now you've got to recruit more people just like Giant Size X-Men where you've got Wolverine, Colossus, Nightcrawler, the X-Men that we know and love. That was Giant Size X-Men. That's what they should have done in the second movie, not Days of Future Past. Uh, I love the uncanny X-Men a little more. You, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But like, I'm just thinking like, okay, you're doing these origins. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you do first class and it's it's hopeful. And then the second movie, it's not. Now he's got to go recruit, recruit these people that don't really work as a team because literally picked them off across the world. And they're like, ah, you've got Wolverine who's literally an outlier. Like he's just like, I don't know. Do we want to get into the abomination hmm. that is, I, I almost don't even want to say it. Apocalypse. Oh, Dark Phoenix. Oh, Apocalypse. Yeah. Um, they ruined Storm's backstory. Jean yeah. Grey just has Phoenix powers now. She wasn't possessed. She just has them until the next movie when apparently she does get possessed. But somehow she was the Phoenix at the end of this one. Um, Honestly, Jackie, I yeah. legitimately forgot Apocalypse was even a movie because I was all like, what, Dark Phoenix? Yeah, that was a terrible movie. too. But like literally like your mind erased Apocalypse. Like, I legit forgot that that movie. I can barely remember it. Like I remember Storm being a bad guy and I'm like, OK, that's not correct. And then like, well, she it, is sometimes she in the comics, because um, I feel like with everybody before they were X-Men, they were bad guys. Yes. Yes. I would. I would agree with that, except for Colossus. The only one that was ever pure of heart was Colossus because he was just like the gentle giant. That's the whole point of him. Yeah. But, he's that conundrum of like literally steel on the outside. Yeah. But a heart of a heart of butter. Yeah, exactly. He, he a butter boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I literally, uh, the only thing I liked about apocalypse was that I got to see Archangel and literally I, I saw him and I was like, that's cool. Okay. And then like signed out for the rest of the movie. I honestly can't even remember. I don't know. I don't, I literally don't remember any of that movie at well, all. <laughs> I watched the cinema sends of it the other day mm-hmm. and I was like, cause I was like how this had like cinema sends episode for that should mm-hmm. be like three hours long. Yeah. <laughs> because it was just such shit. Right. And yeah. like first they didn't even get into the whole, like he doesn't actually look like apocalypse. Like I've mm-hmm. seen cosplay 10 times better than that character. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, how are you going to have Oscar Isaac? Who's like five, eight. It's like, they get it so wrong. Hugh Jackman is like six seventeen or some shit. And they have him playing like five, two Wolverine. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. you got the exact reverse for apocalypse. Apocalypse is supposed to be a huge menacing character. He's the equivalent of dark side for Marvel. And he's but freaking no, Ivan this- Ooze from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Pretty like, much. <laughs> that's <I> mean- him. 
And it's like, you you have like pint size Oscar Isaac, which I mean, if you're just talking human sizes, he's fine, but he is not like you'd have to have at least two of him to be apocalypse. And they didn't even try. They didn't put any CGI into making him look bigger. They were just like, here, throw on a costume, some shitty makeup. You're good. Go. What, what I loved is that like, okay, when we saw the screenshots of him and everyone made that Ivan Ooze comparison, they're like, oh, Mm -hmm. well, we'll fix it. And they just tinted him blue. (laughs) like that's what they did they're like i know he's not him anymore he's just blue he's blue it's completely different now like different palette (laughs) there was no reason for him in the in the movie there was no reason for him to get his uh, to gather four horsemen because his goal was something that he could easily do on his own he didn't need them so why get like why was he like i need the most important mutants also in the comics wasn't he able to sense mutants like did he didn't need professor x for that yeah, yeah, he he. So they just he, basically didn't understand the story arc at all. Well, I mean, because the thing is too is that when okay, when I saw Days of Future Past and they did the after credits thing and they showed Apocalypse, I was like, oh god, they're gonna, because Fox doesn't want to go full comic book ever, and I'm like, Apocalypse is as comic book as you get. He's the yes. first ever mutant ever who then enhances his mutant powers by stealing Shi'ar technology, which is alien technology, and augmenting it to himself. Yes. That's his whole deal. And I'm and like... And he pretty much can't be defeated, but yeah. he has, like... hit The way you defeat him is, like, morally. Yes. <laughs> because, like, physically, you, you cannot. Exactly. It is impossible. But... He so the way they kind of like his weakness is like he just he's a Darwinism at heart or Darwinist at heart. Yeah. So he's a, only the strong survive. So if you're willing to fight him and fight to the death, well, okay, I'll leave. I'll go hibernate yes, for like a exactly. few hundred years. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You just wait till he gets away. You wait till he gets bored with you and then goes to sleep for a hundred years. Then comes and then back he's like, later. All right, I feel like I've put up enough of a challenge. Mutant kind can survive. I'll fuck off now. And then, or like, he'll go like to some star system somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And like gather future tech that nobody, like people don't even know what the hell the tech is. There's literally no way to defeat him. Every yeah. time he comes back, he's somehow stronger. And then mm-hmm. you just, it's the same thing. You would, you would think that like the X-Men would pass it down. Like, Hey, if you see this big giant blue dude with some tech, you do not understand. Just throw everything at him and he'll fuck off. Like you can't yes. win. Yeah. But you just like, just throw as much as you can at him. <laughs> and then he'll be like, all right, I'm not going to kill you this round. Well, I mean, that's the thing though. That's the whole, the whole thing about apocalypse is like, it's not necessarily him fighting the X-Men that makes apocalypse crazy or a good villain. It's that he makes your closest best friends turn against you because he turns them into one of the four horsemen four, four horsemen because yeah. they're in the dire straits emotionally. Oh wait, Fox take notes. It's character development. And literally he takes them at their weakest and goes, I can make you stronger. Here's the deal. And then literally it's like, Oh great. Wolverine think- is now the God of death. Awesome. Think of this. Okay. <laughs> what if instead of yet again, using Magneto and Wolverine, Okay, mm-hmm. instead of doing that, you they did well. Okay, so let's say in the original when we we had um like they have Gambit, mm-hmm. and they develop him as a character, and oh, they yeah. do the whole thing where like he leaves and then comes back, and then after that, then you get Apocalypse, and even though he's gone through his test and he's come back, he is now what he becomes Death, right? 
Yeah, he does. Yes. Yeah, he becomes um, the for- the horseman of death. And now you have this situation. Dude, just like Star Wars did it perfectly in the Clone Wars, where you have the series build up the clones. You show that they are actual people. And then in the final episodes, you have them. You have Order 66 enacted where they turn on the Jedi mm-hmm. and the Jet like Ahsoka's like, I can't kill them. Meanwhile, they're going to kill you. Yeah. Like yeah. they could have done that where like the X-Men, the problem is they're trying to defeat Apocalypse, but they can't take out. They don't want to kill Gambit mm-hmm. or any of the other horsemen, because like you said, they've taken the time to actually have them to give them story arcs. So now you try to you're trying to win without killing them, because if you use Magneto, who most of the time is a villain, well, they're yeah. not going to have any qualms about trying to kill Magneto. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. That's the whole that's the whole reason why when Angel turned into Archangel, it was such a big deal. Angel was one of the founding people of X-Men. Like he was one of the, first. In the movies. And well, yeah, exactly. Not in the movies, because they're like, I don't know what to do with a winged person. That's the whole point. That's He's why it turns into Archangel. Yeah, he was literally <laughs> introduced in the movie. And that's the problem. Two yeah. of the horsemen they introduce in the movie. You have no backstory on these people. Not really. Like you they they were in the other iteration of X-Men movies, but they were almost completely different characters than they are now. And here's the thing. If you're going to reintroduce Storm, give her mm-hmm. her own movie. Yeah. Show her coming up in Africa. Cause like she was a queen and then mm-hmm. her X-Men powers developed and they you know considered her a witch. Yeah. Show that instead of having her just be some kid. Well, I, and here's the thing too, is that like, actually you bring a, a really good point. It's, it would be a difficult task because you're like, okay, a lot of these people in the X-Men, you would need to do like a developing story with them. So it's like, it would be a very hard, difficult task to like, okay, we need to make this universe. Storm, absolutely. She deserves her own uh, story. But mm-hmm. so does Jean Grey and Scott Summers. Like both of them need to have their own movie together because mm-hmm. them just Almost being like... like- when they made Wolverine, when they made like the Wolverine, mm-hmm. they could and they they butchered that too. But yeah, when after that, I actually thought they were going to yeah, do did. this. They did. I thought like after, so they start out with the X Men movies, mm-hmm. right? And then they give the Wolverine, and I thought, mm-hmm. okay, next we're going to get like Jean Grey, and then we're going to get Storm, and then we're going to get you know, it's like you take it apart. And you give us almost like the reverse of what the MCU did. The MCU was like, here's Iron Man. Here's Incredible Mm -hmm. Hulk. Here's Thor. Here's Captain America. Boom. The Avengers. They could have done. Mm -hmm. They could have started out as like a reverse of that. Like the X-Men, which is essentially the team up where everybody, you know, learns to work together as a team. And then you go back and you tell their individual stories after that. So that now when you see the Mm -hmm. next team up you have a greater understanding of who these characters are and you can even play into that and how they work with each other. That's what I thought they were going to do. Yeah. And had they yeah. done that, I think yeah. we would have all appreciated that much better. But then, like you said, they refused to lean into the comics. And I feel like that's why they didn't do that because these are comics, mm-hmm. they're comic, they're comic elements and you have to just figure out how to put that on the screen. And I think that's something that both yeah. Spider-Man and the MCU did way better than Fox ever did. Yeah. Especially with they Fantastic did. Four. Yeah. Oh, don't even get me started on that. I, like, I was going to be mean to you, and I was like, wait, that, and that means I have to watch that damn movie. So, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay, again, but, I'm going to need you to stop talking to Doug on a daily basis. Look, I get punished <laughs> from him enough, okay? I need hey, at listen. least 
some kind of ally. Vince decided to like <laughs> jump ship when you guys got together. I'm just out here in the wind. We're Damn. literally the four horsemen. We're 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 recruiting. You know, we're we're gathering our ranks. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but okay, so back to Logan. I mean, I think Logan was really good movie. Like honestly, like at the end of it, it was the first Fox movie where I wasn't like, God damn it. Besides first class, first class, I was like, Whoa, you guys used all these characters that had no weight to them or no pull to them. You know, it's like you used siren siren. You serious sirens in the movie, you know, but the one thing I did think that they messed up is they killed Darwin. Who's literally his whole gimmick is he can't die. And I'm like, guys, why? <laughs> like, why do you guys do that? <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, my mutant powers. I literally adapt to anything. And then, like five minutes later, they're like, yeah, adapt to this. And he's like, I can't. Shoot. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't really know much about his comic because I or him comically because I haven't read anything with him in it. But could yeah. he have adapted to that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I mean, that's his whole his whole gig is that literally he cannot die. He, I feel like he's kind of like Monica and Rambeau, where like he just needs to be, or like Creel. Mm-hmm. Like there mm-hmm. are a lot of characters like this in Marvel, basically, but it's just different ways. So mm-hmm. like with Creel, it's any substance. With Monica, it's any energy, mm-hmm. and with Darwin, it's anything. It's literally anything. It's anything. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. They just need to be like introduced to it. And then once their bodies get used to it, then you can't ever like they adapt and you can't ever use that against them. Or in some cases like rogue, they just absorb it and can use it against you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the, the whole thing about Darwin in the comics is that his mutation is amazing, right? You can't die. You adapt to everything. But the Mm -hmm. thing is though, is that his adaptations stay. So he becomes this weird looking mutant. So he's one of those mutants that can't like hide. Yeah and, yeah. and that was a big thing that, you know, in the comics was all about. It's like, oh man, you're lucky you can you can what's they they did touch about it a little bit, um, like with Mystique, which I thought was interesting, where she's like, you know, I can hide it. You know, I I have the cho- the the ability to hide my my own mutant, you know, power. But Darwin, that was his whole thing, is that it's an emotional thing for him. That he knows he's gonna outlast everyone he ever loves because he's Mm -hmm. never going to die of old age he's adapted to it right so as soon as his mutant power is enabled that's it he's done he's at that point forever so his thing is like he has to grapple with mortality which i mean i don't expect a movie to really get into that i mean it'd be great if they did but i don't expect it could have been a subplot yeah it could have been yeah exactly or he could have been the turncoat in the movie because he's like ah it's pointless anyways you know, everyone's yes. going to die. It's just going to be me, which they could have absolutely done, but they didn't. I feel I just, honestly feel like they didn't. I feel like they didn't understand the characters or the storylines. And they just kind of like, I feel like they went through the Marvel wiki and were like, hey, let's do that. Yeah. And like through elements of what they read up into a movie as opposed to like actually reading the comics and getting it. Well, and I think too, it's just fundamentally like they don't understand what Marvel was all about. Like the whole big thing about DC and Marvel and the big difference between them is Marvel Stanley was always concerned about, yes, these people are are pretty much gods, 
but they're not. They're human just like us. And that's the part we focus in on. You know, like that's why Spider-Man is the way Spider-Man is. It's like he is this. Well, at first he was this teenager with these great powers and he needs to learn how to be responsible for him. I'm not going to say the line, but um, <laughs> but that's <laughs> what he grapples it. with. He That's what he grapples with day in and day out. Logan is literally a animal like his his because not only is his mutant powers healing, but he has animalistic powers like he can he can sniff sense. He can he's a feral person. He doesn't remember who he was, Kinda but like he just yeah, exactly. And yeah, and he reverts to this animalistic person and he's trying to become closer to humanity and every person that he loves that becomes a beacon of that humanity ends up dying because of circumstance that he's set in motion. Forget about Jean Grey. It's all about, uh, gosh, I can't remember her name, but in Japan, like his first love in Japan. Oh, that his was, wife? Yeah, his wife yeah. died at his hands and he thought it was his fault. It wasn't, but wow. he thought it was, you know? And honestly, with Wolverine, there's also a secondary part. It's despite the fact that he is so strong, his mm-hmm. mind can be easily taken over. Yes. Because like in Old Man Logan, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. They, just, yeah. you know, they got into his head and made him kill everybody he didn't even know. And like over and over again, his mind mm-hmm. is fucked with. And even though he has these healing abilities, he can't like that's his magic for Superman. Yeah. Like, Superman is not impervious to magic. Logan is not impervious to mind fucks. That's probably why he both like loved and was leery of Jean Grey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because if she well, wanted to, she could easily fuck with him, you know? Well, and that's the thing is it's kind of like, I mean, he is the representation of PTSD from yes. from being a soldier PTSD because literally he was a weapon and the government used him as a weapon and his brain was fractured because of that. And mm-hmm. it's like he's getting rehab. He's going to a therapist. That's Gene Gray. And he falls in love with his therapist. You know what I mean? It's like, that's some sketchy waters. Watch out, you <laughs> <Yes>. know? And <laughs> that's the thing is that like in the comics, there's all these like, different allegories these different depths of these characters because fox just focuses in on oh they have these powers so that's who they are you know exactly that's not that's what they are that's not who they are exactly exactly and that's the thing that i'm so glad that marvel has the x-men now and like i am watching wandavision i mean i i hope that i don't know if they will to be honest i don't i don't know if they'll bring in the x-men like i got really hopeful and psyched that you know, Quicksilver Evan came. Peters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't, I don't know. They might not. Um, and I'm okay with that too, but I'm, I'm excited still nonetheless that they've got the, the mutants back, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, now we're going to have these redeeming characters that aren't just shells of the people that we fall in love with on the comic book page. You know, like we've got Charles Xavier, who isn't always the best of guys. He still compromises himself. Yes. For mutant kind, Magneto Magneto's sometimes not is a, a bad guy. Exactly, yeah. Magneto is sometimes the saving grace of mutant kind too, and he tries to make it peaceful. But it's like in House it, of M, Magneto was not the bad guy in House of M. Everybody, no. everybody, and that's that's another thing that I think the comics do really well. It's like we have we have this tendency to put people in these like black and white roles of hero, villain, mm-hmm. and then sometimes you find out. Professor X was actually the villain. And then sometimes you find out now actually Magneto was the hero in this case. Mm -hmm. And then there are times when like, and like, even though the difference, the main difference is like 
with Magneto, I feel like he's not like he is a villain. He is a villain, but he's not the classic villain and that he's not bad for the sake of being bad. He is bad. Mm -hmm. He has good intentions every single time. He's he is just trying to protect mutants. And if you just give him Genosha and leave him the fuck alone, no harm will come to you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's literally he's not a villain. He's just an extremist. And it's like you can have a good extremist and you can have a bad extremist. He's just that. But there are times when there have been times when Professor X didn't have good intentions. Well, like uh, the fact that the danger room was actually a person (laughs) and he it was literally a living uh, artificial intelligence that kept asking him, why am I doing this? And he just muted it. That's. That's or like Professor the fact that like in the movies, I know he pro- he was like protecting Jean Grey, mm-hmm. but in the comics, wasn't he just like terrified of the uh, uh, like he knew what the entity was and he was just like, oh, no, we can't let that happen. Yeah, he, he pretty much stunted her growth powers like that's what he was trying to do he literally yeah and that's what actually turned her dark well there were other things too there's a lot and, and well and yeah thing- like she had some uh some like some ptsd of her own yeah kind of well, helped but the, the thing about the thing about the dark phoenix is that it cannot be just a movie it needs to be a series absolutely has yes. to be a series like you cannot do the dark phoenix on it because it's not the phoenix force is not an evil thing it's literally death and birth that's it and it's it's also not something that was part of her like she wasn't born with it no she wasn't it's 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 an entity it's literally almost like a god i i kind of liken it to like um to like venom Mm -hmm. where it's like it can possess you and you can become it Mm -hmm. but it's not like some dormant part of her brain that she was keeping that yeah. she was like, she just couldn't, she couldn't harness all of her powers. No, it's a separate thing. And it can yeah. possess other people, not just her. Exactly. It's, it's literally, uh, it's almost as if it's a f- infinity stone that's alive. That's a, like, a living. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's what it it's is. It's like and the soul stone incarnate. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, and that's the thing in the comics, like sometimes someone gets the infinity gauntlet and they're like, shit, where's the Phoenix force? This is the only thing that could beat it. Or you could figure out how to put it in a different universe. Cause they only work in your particular universe. Yeah. Yeah. There, there you go. But yeah, um, that's, okay. that's what I'm hopeful for is like, I, I think what, Oh God. No, oh, I, I just think that like with Marvel, owning it now, having mutants again, thank God. I think that they're going to start doing the slow burn. With WandaVision, they might do it. They might start inching their way towards it. Because here's the thing, too, is that they realize since they bought them, I'm sure they got just millions and millions of just emails of whoever being like, please give us mutants. Please, please do it. Please do us right. <laughs> yes. So they're like, we can't sit on this, you know? Like yeah. <laughs> When Quicksilver literally showed up on WandaVision, I was shaking my wife and she's like, what does this mean? And I'm like, you don't get it. <laughs> You're like, I Mutants don't know. Mutants <laughs> awesome. are here. Uh. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, they're here. They're here. <laughs> but like, and then it kind of, it might not be that. It may be that. Who knows? I also, Okay. So look, pause on the Logan yes. X-Men talk for a minute. Yes. Okay. We're going to go mm-hmm. into WandaVision world. Okay. Anybody listening to this, we know that WandaVision is over, but it, it's not for us because we're in the past. Okay. Yes. <laughs> what do you think? is up with Quicksilver. Do you th- who do you think that is? I, honestly, I don't really know. Like I I honestly think 
they could literally just pull a Spider-Man. And what I mean by that is they're literally like, yeah, Agatha is literally just pulling things from other dimensions. And then that's it. That's the explanation. Now you've Mm -hmm. got mutants. And they literally might just pull an X-Men where it's like, yeah, I got bit by a spider. I'm not really going to talk about it. Here I am. And you guys all enjoy it. They might just pull that again because everyone's waiting for it. That's the thing is everyone's waiting for it. Everyone's expecting it. And Marvel respects their audience not to baby them into it. You know, it's like, right. like yeah, it's it's a it's a it's exactly what you guys think. It's another dimension. Here are the mutants. That's you know what? what? It is. It's so funny that you say that because mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much Marvel was like, hey, here's a series for you with mm-hmm. uh, WandaVision. Like I knew Endgame was like that because Endgame yeah. was very much like this is the 22nd movie. If you haven't seen the first 21, fuck you. Yeah, I get that. Like, I understood yeah. that watching it because I was like, oh, yeah, if you hadn't seen anything else, you just wouldn't get this at all. Yeah. yeah. But WandaVision, I wasn't realizing how much comic book stuff we knew about that they were playing on. We know you know about that. Yeah. And that if you didn't know about it, how this is an entirely different series and they don't know what the hell's going on and they were confused as fuck. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because like I had a friend of mine who was like, WandaVision is trash. And I'm like, you bite your tongue. That is an excellent show. And he was like, it's supposed to be a comedy. It's not even funny. And I'm like, who said anything about comedy? This is a mystery. Yeah. And I realized like, oh, you don't even know what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you don't realize that this is because I saw like the very first episode. I was like all these questions like, OK, why is it black and white? Why are they coming from a wedding? But they don't know when they're wet, when they're their honeymoon date is. How can Vision forget anything? Why mm-hmm. is Vision alive? Like to me, there's like so many questions, and it's like Agnes is that Angela Harkness? So like just knowing enough about comics to know the questions to ask. Whereas mm-hmm. if you don't know anything about comics, the only question you have is what is this? Like why is this yeah. black and white? Mm-hmm. Whereas we know Wanda, like we know this is taking place after Endgame, and I feel like people who don't know anything about the comics were just watching it like. So they're just doing a sitcom now and we're just going to go through every time. <laughs> Meanwhile, for us, we're like, who's that? What's that? I bet you this is going to turn into this character and that's going to be this person. Whereas like, mm-hmm. if you don't know that, you know, yeah, it's a completely different series. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing is like, I mean, we're like, oh, that's my- scratchy. Is that going to be your son? Is that going <laughs> to exactly. be? Exactly. I was like, who's the bunny? Is the bunny the son? Is the bunny exactly. the son? <laughs> See, exactly. <laughs> We're like, is that our son or is that Mephisto? Is it Nightmare? Who are these people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're well, like, we're speculating every little thing. And we're like, I saw that number. What comic issue does that line up with? <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too, is that I was I was I, I watched this other review show that that kind of recaps the episodes and everything. And they're pretty much saying that, like, for the most part, Marvel is playing along like people are, are theorizing and they're like, yep. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And <laughs> like, they're like, uh-huh, sure. oh, oh, okay, okay. You know, it's like, so the bunny is her son? <laughs> like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think he is, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really do. <laughs> this is this is what I think, is it's either going to reference the Fantastic Four, or one of them will show up. And it could literally be the Human Torch or the Thing. Completely CGI characters that don't have any speaking lines but literally you like you see human torch and you're like oh shit that's but the why human would torch. the thing show up because here's the thing is that we're ripping open dimensions right where and i think they could also do dr strange too with the whole dimension things but especially since here's, they're dealing with magic if but, you're gonna do anything 
mm-hmm. in this scenario, like in this show, if you're going to bring anyone in from the Fantastic Four verse, it would be Doctor Doom because you he too is a magician. Too. He's a powerful European magician. It would make the most sense. What if it's Doctor Doom instead of Nightmare or Mephisto? That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to be so to me, it would make way more sense to bring in Dr. Doom than it ever would to bring in somebody like Reed Richards that legit or Sue Storm or the thing got me so stoked. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It better be Dr. Doom now, because that like if I were to see Dr. Doom and now you have you have Marvel writing Dr. Doom, who is honestly the best villain they have ever written ever and you can quote me on that until my dying day because dr (laughs) doom is so badass and they've never now here's the thing is people are like oh dr doom's stupid it's like no 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 you've only seen him in movies and yes i agree he's stupid but in the comics he is iron man with magic like that is dr doom (laughs) a lot of people don't realize because the movies never you're right fox just refused to go full comic He's magical. In the comics, he's just like some he's just some vengeful, pissed off dude who like has a face shield. But yeah. he's not he's like in, in the comics, <laughs> he is probably he is probably the only person that could rival Wanda as far as magic. Because even Doctor Strange, I don't think, could. Yeah. She's exactly. an, she's an Omega level mutant. She has her powers, well, I mean She's got, you know, Cthone. She's channeling chaos magic through Cthone. And yeah. I don't think Doctor Strange could even really touch her. Yeah. He's exactly. helped her, but he, I, if she goes, like, we know that she can't. We know that he can't. Because in House of M, if he could have, they would have just sent him. But they yeah. sent a team and they all had their history rewritten and nobody knew what the hell happened except for Wolverine. So yeah. clearly, Doctor Strange can't really touch Wanda's full power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the only person on earth who could, who could even come close is Dr. Doom. Yeah. And you, gosh, you could really literally do, oh my God, that would be so badass. So he comes and it's literally the last second and he's like, Doom is coming. <laughs> uh, oh. Dude, like you could just do that as a post credit scene. Yeah, exactly. I would flip out because then it's like, oh my God. Or, okay, what about Doom. this? Hmm. What if the entity is Cthone and they go full comic book. They could do that. Like full on chaos magic. And the, the the entity that comes is Cthone. That would be so. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm so, I'm, I'm so sold on, on Dr. Doom now. Like, (laughs) I I mentioned it once and you're like that, do that. (laughs) Yes. Do that. Please. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to contact Kevin Foggy right after this episode and be like, I don't care what you filmed. You need to just put in doom and just literally put doom is coming. That's it. That's fine. It's okay. I don't even need him in the next anything. You don't even have to bring him in on the fantastic four movie. You don't have to, he could just be the be- the big bad. Like, cause that's the one thing I'm worried about. The one thing I'm worried about, uh, about fantastic four movie is that they go against doom. And it's like, you can't have him just fight against Fantastic Four and lose and then never be thought of again. Like like every other single movie, he's got to be, if they do defeat him, he licks his wounds and comes back stronger and he's the big bad. Like Yeah, um, I feel like if you're going to bring in the Fantastic Four, if I were the head of Marvel, this is what I would do. I would use Wanda to do a reverse house of M do a house of M, but like in reverse in that instead of her saying no more mutants, she creates mutants. 
mm-hmm. and then I would use. So in the comics, Black Panther was introduced in the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Reverse that. Have the Fantastic Four be introduced in Black Panther 2. Yeah. That's what I would do. And oh, then man. you could have Namor be introduced in in like Black Panther 3. That'd be so sick. Namor. I forgot about Namor. Like, I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. But. I want to see how they do Namor because let's be real. The reason why everybody likes Aquaman better is because he just looks better because he doesn't have like wings on his feet. Those are kind of dumb. You got to admit, but they do help him fly when he's not in the water. Yeah. But but that's the thing about, that's the thing about Namor though, is he's so badass that like, don't talk about his wings. He'll kick your ass. (laughs) Like, he's just such a badass. Like, Aquaman, He's a badass and a prick. Like, let's not get it twisted. Yes. He's, he's literally Vegeta. Like, he's legitimately Vegeta. That's as close as you're ever going to get to a movie about it. Vegeta. That's that's Vegeta? Namor. Who is Vegeta? Namor. Vegeta? Vegeta, yeah. He's, he's this arrogant prince that's just like, I'll kick your ass. I don't care. I'm the most powerful thing there is. Yeah, like, that's Namor. That's definitely Namor. Yeah, yeah. Namor has gone against... Hulk because Hulk has slighted him emotionally and like Namor's like I don't care if you're the strongest thing I'm gonna go toe to toe with you whatever yeah and, and he holds Aquaman, his own man it's there <laughs> like if you go to him and you're like hey the the world up there like on land it's getting destroyed he's like I don't give a shit yeah <laughs> just not care he's yeah like no fucks given yeah he's like those are surface dwellers I don't care they're beneath me yep which <laughs> is hilarious if you think about it. Yes, exactly. You're beneath like, them no. when he's literally physically beneath them. <laughs> you're, you're beneath them actually a little bit. But yeah. Okay. So let's get back to Logan. Let's close this out. Let's wrap it up in a pretty little bow. Okay. It was good. It was good. But it could have been great. It really could have been. It's the fact that they like teased Alpha Flight never did it. <sighs> they could have done Alpha Flight. But they... I honestly, I feel like too, like Fox was like, okay, we're going to lose our contract soon. Even though. Did they know that when they were shooting this though? I don't know. I, th- and you I thought never they didn't know, know that until they, they, really... um, they were doing Dark Phoenix. Well, that's the thing about big businesses though, is it's like when they publicly know about something or they privately know about something. You know what I mean? Where it's like the CEO of Fox is talking to the head execs of Marvel and Marvel's being like, hey, so. How about we own you? <laughs> it would be Disney. It would be the CEO yeah, yeah. Disney, of uh, Disney. Yes. Yeah. Because with, because like Kevin Feige had zero control over this whatsoever. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I also feel like when it's something as big as like, like these huge corporations doing acquisitions, I feel like mm-hmm. the people on the lower levels, like the ones who actually would work on the movies, they don't know until somebody tells them their paychecks about to change. Yeah, which which I, I definitely agree. But like, I mean, just being from a corporate world, like being a corporate ladder, like for sure you would get one exec being like, nope, don't do that. Like, no, but I really want Alpha yeah. Flight. So that in the next movie, they're like, nope, can't do it. Like, and they're like, uh, let's let's just oh. put a pin in the next movie stuff. OK, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, but 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 that's what I really want to do. OK, well, yeah, that's great. But you I we, we shouldn't. The business feels like we shouldn't go in that direction at this point. Oh, okay. Right. And it's because it's like, because we're getting bought out. I just can't tell you. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like the higher ups may have known, like they were in negotiations, mm-hmm. but I feel like the people actually working on the movies wouldn't have had a clue. Yeah. They just exactly. send stuff in and have it rejected. 
Exactly. Exactly. And that's probably how it was. And yeah. I, we know Fox, like Fox for sure meddles with their products. That's why they never go full comic. Cause I mean, you're kidding yourself if you're like, Oh yeah, the Disney uh, contract with Fox happened in a weekend. No, it happened for years. Like Disney's like, I want that. No, it ha- it, it took a couple years to go through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it for sure was a lot of coercing and like, Hey, uh, so how many zeros you want on that check? <laughs> We're Disney. We own. The well, it's world. just like the Sony deal, you know, yeah. the Sony deal with Marvel that yeah. it looked like it took a week, but there was, they were talking behind the scenes for months. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was behind closed doors. Just, and I honestly feel like Disney is like just talking with everybody who has an IP that should be theirs being like, uh-huh. so you really want to <laughs> keep it? Hmm. Okay. Like the whole Fantastic Four, like literally because it's like they have to make a movie and literally they just didn't make one anymore. And we all know that Fan Fortastic was just <laughs> made because it needed to be made. So- oh my God. The- I didn't even watch that. That's the first time I was like, that's shit. And I'm not even yeah, going to subject myself to I haven't seen it either. I, yeah. I was like, nah, no, no. Um, I- just the trailer okay. alone. I was like, this is going to be hot shit. Just, just, okay. Just to kind of give you even a preface is that, okay. When I, when I used to run my own little dojo, I had a working relationship with a theater across the street where they're like, yeah, come in anytime, watch any movie for free. They had fan fantastic. And I was like, yeah, hard pass. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to watch it for free. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> I, I was like, no. And literally that movie was made. They were like, well, the guy from Chronicle could maybe do it. And then he had a mental breakdown filming it. Uh, and then they're like, yeah, okay, let's just, let's just ship it out. It's fine. Cause we need to keep this contract. And then literally it was coming up again. And I'm sure Disney was like, Hey, don't make another movie. Don't. And they're like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I guess we're not. <laughs> like, like, well, I mean, okay. So as far as the, as, you know, fan four stick, it hasn't been 10 years yet. So from what I understand, like it's, it's 10 years. Every, they have to make at least one movie every 10 years or they lose the rights. The rights mm-hmm. revert back to Marvel. Same thing with Spider-Man. But here's the thing. Like, I, I feel like the last time we talked, we figured out a loophole. That only goes for the movie rights. They could technically do a Disney Plus series with Tom Holland and there's not shit Sony could do about it. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah, very it's, much. That's yeah. technically streaming, which would be under TV, not movie. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Logan was great. WandaVision's better. Um, WandaVision Tell everybody be- where they can find you. Oh, yes. Actually, I actually started making more podcasts again. So um, my podcast is Casually Speaking. Um, You can find me anywhere. If you go to Spotify, that's actually the easiest and just type in Casually Speaking. I'll be there. Um, But I'm making podcasts again. So, um, yeah, check that out. All right. We'll (laughs) see you next month. Yeah. All right. I'll see you. And whatever it may be, I might just torture you. We'll see. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll I'll see you later. All right. Have a good night. All right. Bye. If you like this episode, do us a favor. If you're listening through Apple, give us a five-star rating or any other app. Drop us a like. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can hear new episodes when they come out. Thanks. (laughs) 